Crafty Muso. Hey guys, Andy here for Crafty Muso, and I have with me today Ross McHenry. Um, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, Ross? I'll, I could, you know, give you an intro, but I think your intro for yourself would probably be more accurate. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, well, let's hope so. Your memory might be better than mine. Uh, my <laughs> name is Ross McHenry. Um, I'm a bass player, composer, and producer uh, based in Adelaide, and I work across uh, lots of different genres of music and with quite a few different bands, um, as well as my own solo project. Um, and groups including Shaolin Afronauts, mm-hmm. Hurricanes, and Max Savage and the False Idols. Yeah. Man. Um, so you do a lot of um, kind of promotional work, marketing, networking with, with those bands, right? You're a, um, kind of known to be uh, quite good at networking. Could you give us maybe some, some things that you uh, use to uh, build those networks and those relationships with, with other people? Well, I don't know if I'm good at at networking so much <laughs> as just have always been engaged in d- doing lots of different things. So yeah, I, okay. I, I think I've, I've, um, I've always had, you know, really broad tastes in music mm-hmm. and, um, always been like quite passionate about original music and writing and performing original music. And I think as, as a result, I've, um, uh, I've, I'm, I'm kind of one of those people that, is all about also kind of organizing and, and making stuff happen, which I think you kind of need to be yeah, if you def- live in Adelaide because it's been isolated. <laughs> That's right. So I guess it's, you know, me and and the, the many talented people I work with, kind of a, a, a group of us kind of by necessity really had to kind of figure out how to get what we were doing out there, which in the early days of what I was doing was a band called The Transatlantics. Mm-hmm. And... Um, through that band, we we did two records and we released uh, a couple of singles and 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 really took for about five years, kind of toured all over all over the country. And I guess that's kind of how I, I started from doing that. That kind of opened up my um, understanding of how the kind of music industry side of things, I guess, yeah. actually functions. Uh-huh. And then from there, I guess I've just used you know, the networks I created through that project and then just built on them in a similar way to kind of, to uh, from kind of local to national to international networks, but kind of really just using my own projects, I guess, in the first instance yeah, as to kind fuel. of drive those relationships. Yeah, definitely. And if the people that you're talking to are interested in what you're producing, then of course, yeah, they want to talk to you about it, of course. Yeah, and I think overall, you know, people... You know, of course, like the music industry gets a bad rap, and rightly so. In a lot of respects, there's lots of people out there that perhaps aren't the uh, the uh, the most salubrious of characters. But <laughs> like most musicians and and artists are, you know, we're all kind of in it together. So there's people are generally like, you know, like quite open with helping out and expanding and helping you to kind of expand your networks and helping with shows. And you know, I think developing relationships with other other groups and groups of musicians interstate and overseas can be a uh, like a really positive way to kind of uh, get yourself out there too. Definitely, yeah, awesome. Um, could you maybe in in recent memory, what's something that stands out as one of the you know, best moments that you've had uh, as a musician? Like, what's something that you've just been like, wow, this is why I'm a musician. You know, um, yeah, run us through that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, there's. 
you know, I, I've been very, very fortunate to have lots of moments like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, sure. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I was in, I spent about 18 months working on this, uh, this kind of the project side of this new album that I just finished recording in New York. Um, and it was a really long process and, uh, to kind of put together, put it together and get the money to do it and plan it all out. But then in June this year, I was standing in a recording studio, recording an album of original music with some really amazing musicians, including, uh, Mark DeCliveau, Marcus Strickland, Tivon Pennicott, Dwayne Eubanks, Corey King, Dylan Marshall and, uh, Miley Manzanza. And it, it was you know, I was quite nervous actually to be doing that with all those mm. massive heavies, <laughs> but it was like a really amazing experience, and, and it was it was a huge privilege. So, but it was also kind of a lot of work going into it. So I was kind of able to appreciate it both on a musical level and also it's kind of on a fulfillment level, having kind of worked towards that for so long. So definitely, that was pretty spe- that was pretty special for me. Yeah, what what are some what are some things that you kind of learnt on that journey uh, to that point? You know, what were some things that kind of st- st- uh, stand out to you now? Uh, well, I mean, I think that that I, I've kind of for quite a while worked really like on some on kind of like large scale projects. Like I've kind of picked something that I wanted to do or people I wanted to work with and built projects or. Mm-hmm you know, albums around certain things that allow me to, to, um, to create certain relationships or to, you know, to, 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 to work on a concept that I want to, want to work on. And this record was really, I guess, uh, well, I wanted to do, I've always wanted to do an album in New York. I don't know who hasn't. <laughs> um, so I kind of, and I, and I wanted to work with, you know, uh, all of these kind of this bunch of people. So I guess, you know, uh, the whole thing was a really learning experience, but at the same time, oh, yeah. it also drew on a lot of the skills that I had kind of been working on for a, for a long time in the kind of like project management, you know, slash tour management, kind, kind of uh, the logistics of it. <clears throat> and also the kind of the compositional intent of the record is that I've been working on uh, that concept, I think, for a long time. So although there were lots of things that were new and intimidating that were, that were you know, things where, that were like steep learning curves for me, it was kind of coming from a foundation um, of, of other, other things that yeah. I have done. So it's difficult for me to, to kind of say, oh, yeah, I learned this one thing. But I think the overwhelming kind of lesson for me that I keep, that I keep coming back to is that yeah. you've got to do your own thing and you've got to put yourself out there and when you do, like most of the time, people are like really cool about it and super respectful and wonderful. So, mm. you know, I, I think that's been like a a big lesson. And, all, and you know, and, and as a part of that, that no one really cares about what you do until you do you. <laughs> and the more you keep putting yourself out there, you the more you meet people that are doing that too. And the kind of more you accepted you feel in doing that. Mm. Just getting Sorry. to that point, I guess, for some artists is a, a really long journey to feel that they're actually themselves in their musical setting, right? Yeah, but I think that a big part of it, especially when you come from a place as isolated as Adelaide, is like if you just you have to you have to kind of take that plunge. You have to put yourself out there doing whatever it is that you want to do. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to accept that in the first instance, it's not going to be perfect, mm-hmm. and maybe it sucks a little bit, but like. Over time, 
it gets better, but you yeah. can't just hide yourself away and 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 be like, oh, I'm not going to put myself out there until I get to it. Mm-hmm. You're never going to get to it. No one ever gets to it. You know what I mean? It's you like, got to start somewhere, exactly like you said. Yeah, you just kind of kind of jump in, and I don't mean that in like you know. And this is like especially in in, in the jazz world, like a conversation that we kind of have all the time is like, you know, there's all this you know, importance of like understanding the history of what you do and understanding, um, you know, like, like where you are coming from and respecting those that have come before you. Mm-hmm. But I think that like the best way to do that is to, to be a constant student and to always be learning and always be grateful and respectful. But the best way that you can honor the history of those innovators, the history of the, 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 the people who, you know, put themselves out there often in the face of adversity, you know, and they were not widely accepted in their time. Is to is to do the same and to put to put yourself out there and honor the, the kind of legacy of their um, their their intent as well as their uh, you know artistic uh, output. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um. So you you uh, you're talking about kind of organizing bigger events and stuff. Um. With those big events, uh, who who do you go about? talking to and is it um mostly just festival promoters and um organizers that you're networking with or you actually kind of take on the role of the uh, event organizer sometimes um what, what's the case there well i guess it depends what it is i mean uh it, it what with reference to like when you say events like with respect to to the stuff that i do which which specific <laughs> events do you that's mean that's true that's true well let, let's talk about maybe uh the shallon astronauts um yeah how, how does how does the dy- dynamic work with that with um bookings and um yeah getting it getting oh, okay around? yeah well i mean i guess like the shallon astronauts is a group that's been around for quite a long time that started kind of out of the the group again the transatlantics the core of the group mm-hmm. which uh it, it kind of came out of that band and it's kind of had a number of lineup changes and stuff over the years, but um, uh, the the I guess for the same reason, in that it's kind of ne- even though it, it it seems to have a much broader appeal than we ever thought that it would, it's still kind of niche music. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of kind of of the kind of established industry folk don't necessarily understand in this town anyway, like, well, no, I mean, I don't mean that as a criticism either. I mean that there aren't a lot of managers who want to take on a 10-piece Afrobeat band. Yeah, because, it's a big task. You know, <laughs> it's a big task and, you know, the returns aren't necessarily significant mm-hmm. um, or or even it, the returns aren't even existent most of the time. <laughs> but um, so I guess, you know, and also being kind of, I guess, across a lot of the skills that you need within within the group itself, we kind of have always just managed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at, at it, it's kind of Kevin I, so obviously Kevin Van is an incredible drummer and, uh, and manager in his own right, uh, kind of manage the, the running and the affairs of the band, okay. which at times can be pretty full on, like when we did a, our European tour last year. Yeah, we yeah. Had 10 people on the road across Europe. Yeah, but you know, at other times, perhaps are, are less are less full on. But again, I think it's about kind of you know identifying the skills that you need. And most of the time, I think no one knows your product or your direction better than you. So you yeah. don't necessarily need to put it into someone else's hands. You just need to kind of chip away at developing the relationships and the networks to make it happen. And and just having conversations 
with people that kind of and that can facilitate introductions to other people. Mm-hmm. I think that's really the way the world works. Of course, yeah, the connection economy. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, cool. Um, I might just give you like one last question. Um, sure. So, um, this 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 might be a little bit of a tough one, but what's a we talked about kind of a high point. What's what's been a really like low point where you've thought about you know maybe giving up on a band or like really um, not uh, not in the best frame of mind and what kind of kept you going with with that um, yeah yeah you know that's a, you know that's a that's an interesting question too because I think like especially in 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 today's world like we, we kind of like we see everyone's high points like by social media mm-hmm. and and whatever else but like we don't really talk about so much those low points but you know I, I'm very lucky to kind of have have kind of good good mental health, but that doesn't uh, has certainly not shielded me from you know like some some difficult times too. You know, yeah. I I think particularly like you know like there's there's kind of inevitable strain and inevitable like uh, conflict that we occasionally have to deal with, and that can be quite difficult uh, within a within a group context. Um, uh, although I've you know been lucky to be able to mostly avoid that. But I think, like, on a personal level, you know, there has definitely been times where, like, you know, not that much stuff has been happening for me or I've been, I've felt like, you know, you, you put in this incredible amount of effort and kind of nothing comes of stuff. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, and I, I think for most artists, it's kind of like peaks and troughs. You go through periods where you're highly active and lots of stuff seems to be happening and then periods where not so much is happening and you feel like you're just working to make money or you don't have enough time to work on what you want or uh-huh. the projects that you're working on aren't fulfilling you or whatever and it's a kind of a I think it's a like a constant kind of I, I feel like I'm always like kind of trying to rebalance my life to as my priorities shift and and all this kind of stuff but I, I, I don't know I think like the the biggest thing for me is that I, I I'm incredibly fortunate to be surrounded by like quite an amazing community of artists, mm. um, and who are my dear, also my dear friends that I've also that I've always felt quite fortunate to be able to really, I guess, kind of like talk through these things with. Yeah, and I think that that's that's the most important thing, mm-hmm. really. No, as, yeah. Aside from everything else, is that that that's a like a support network, you know. Yeah, don't go at it like don't go it alone, um, and just have someone that you can bounce ideas off, so you're not in your own head all the time, right? That's it. Yeah, and I've look, I've never gone it alone, you know. And I think that like, yeah, like every success that I've ever had has, you know, even you know, well, maybe even especially this stuff, which is like my solo stuff. It's it's still, well, not especially, but everything is like the sum of its parts. Yep. You know, like it's nothing. That anyone does is in in, in a, you know when you're in a band or in a group is it's it's a it's a collective no matter which way you go about it unless you know actually playing solo which I definitely don't because I'm a bass player as you know <laughs> but yeah you know and that community of people around me is is the most important the most important thing I had even if I didn't have music it would still be the most important thing yeah that I have. Definitely. awesome. Well, thanks, thanks for sharing uh, your time with us and your uh, stories and advice. Um, and yeah, thanks again. Hey, it's my pleasure. Thanks for having me.